Welcome to the Human Size Podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Crystal. And today we're going to talk about just asking the question. Yeah, when we're, we're anxious and spun up in something or if someone feels critical, that is the last mm-hmm. thing I want to do is ask a question. Yeah, what do you want to do? I want to defend myself. Or, right. or that's most often. Sometimes I uh, want to show them how they're wrong um, and attack them. But most often I'm wanting to defend myself. Yeah, you're, you're feeling all those things. You're hearing that. You're like, I want to correct that. I want to tell you what's, what you're missing. Yeah, I do too. I actually was listening, um, uh, not intentionally, to a conversation that I wasn't privy to recently. I, was, I happened to overhear two people that were in proximity to me. And one person was giving some gentle, passive-aggressive criticism to the other person. And the other person was taking it kindly, but was immediately coming back with um, exactly what we both would tend to do of like, well, this is what was what I saw happening. This is what I why why I did that. And I kept thinking as like the person not involved, I had no emotional heightenedness. So I was like at my best, you know, I'm like, I'll just ask the question. Why, why does he feel that way? Why did they feel this way? Um, it's really easy to do when you're listening to something that has nothing to do with you and you have no emotions to it. But there's always something underneath when people bring you criticism, when they bring you something that whatever they're bringing you. And if you can stop and figure out what's behind it, I think it really helps. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, the trap I fall into, like I said, is to defend when really to get them to hear what I even have to say, first I have to hear what they're trying to tell me. Mm-hmm. And that can only happen through asking the question. So intuitively, I know that. <laughs> I've learned that. It's still, man, yeah. such a battle in that moment to just ask the question. Yeah, my my boss does a pretty brilliant job of this. He has a philosophy I've, I found um, as he's taught me some of the things that he does in leadership that he seeks to understand first before being understood. And I was like, oh, that's why for years when I'd go into your office and and vent about everything and, and look for answers and talk forever, which felt like I was talking forever, I would usually come out a lot lighter because he would just let me go and go and go and then ask me questions about like, you know, what what do you think needs to happen there? Like what what is it that you see as the problem? Just asking questions. But he was always, he is still always good about asking what's going on before he inputs into it, which I think is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, that is phenomenal. I mean, and it requires a lot of humility to come in Mm -hmm. with that perspective. And for me, honestly, some of the most forming things in my humility is finding out after the fact how wrong I was about something yeah. uh, where I'm trying to defend and that's not even what the person's really saying because I've gotten spun up, so I'm not hearing them. And the beauty mm-hmm. thing about just ask the question like you were saying, Crystal, is curiosity is a diffuser to anxiety. So if we're really curious about what someone's trying to say, it'll actually calm us down enough to actually hear them. And so it's it's right. almost like this a uh, flywheel of momentum when we just ask the question. Yeah, and I think that there is this false urgency mm. that some I don't know if it's the emotion or what happens, but I'm just thinking why it's so hard to slow down and just hear the person before you have to go in and, and give your side of it. And I, I think that there must be this like false like I need to make sure this is known or like like a defensive, like a protective, like something is going to be messed up or so, or I'm going to be identified incorrectly. And if I don't do it right now, then 
I lose. I don't know what it is for people, but there is like an urgency that I think keeps us from just stepping back. So like, I would say, ask yourself, what's going to happen if I, if I don't, if I take the time to listen to this person, like what's going to happen if I don't speak right away is a wrong story going to be out? Like, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to that, but I know that I, I feel that urgency when that happens. Like you have to get your word in, you have to tell your side of the story. You have to, but if you think about it, like what logic is there to that? Like, when are you never going to have a time to speak again? Like, are you going to be silenced (laughs) after that moment? Um, And I'm just thinking about this in the moment, but why is it so hard just to listen? Well, and as you were saying that, for me, why it's hard is if something's really hitting on my sensitivity, I'm going into fight mode. Like, even if Mm -hmm. I'm not physically doing anything, my my nervous system's going into fight mode. And when I'm in fight mode, I am hyper-focused on something really small. So in this situation, it would be the conversation. Um, and I have, my sense of urgency goes to the roof where, and mm-hmm. I get sped up big time. And so I get all those things you're describing, Crystal, when I'm feeling attacked and I go into fight mode. And what's funny is like, as a restaurant owner, that same response during a rush of business is a good thing, right? (laughs) Because I need to Mm -hmm. hyper-focus and I need to be sped up. Got to get those pizzas out. Uh, But (laughs) when my wife is sharing something that I need to get better at, that same response is not a positive outcome. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I use the the fight, like from the fight, flight or freeze. And I think that's a good thing to, to highlight for a moment because we're, you know, talking about a situation where usually people will defend, but there's also when you detach and you just don't say anything, but it doesn't mean that you're not also only concerned with your story or being not curious. Like that is kind of the same, two different sides of the same thing of you may not be aggressively fighting back towards that person or defending yourself. But if you're not trying to figure out what their side of it is and being curious, it's the same result where there's not going to be movement towards the person. It's going to be more about your side and their side. Yeah, totally. Um, My wife, love you, Rach, um, is a freezer. So (laughs) like Uh she's not going to fight back, but there's the same disengagement that happens with us fighters where not hearing what is being said and just frozen in own Mm -hmm. thoughts. And so, yeah, it's the same reaction where it's not, we're not really fully hearing. And that's why, that's why you have these great divides um, in our, honestly, in our country right now, we're in America, um, been, it's very divided. It, I believe a lot of it is this, we're in, we're in these anxious states and we're not hearing each other. We're fighting back. Cause actually anyone I've talked to like, and really gotten to know, no matter their perspective, they're not crazy. There, there's uh-huh. there's good reasons for it, but a lot of times we get into these. I get into these fight modes where I'm like catastrophizing everything. Oh. Right, and you're not having a sounding board. Like if you're not having that conversation and hearing both sides of it, you're missing a sounding a dynamic sounding board of, and you have these stories that maybe you're spinning because you're not filling them with the correct information. And I think that's really, really dangerous. Like if we don't have um, the ability to intake good conversation and dynamics from the other side, because it's a dynamic world and we only have like one, one perspective. Um, One quick thing I wanted to go to back to the freeze thing. So would you say that with, 
the asking questions and having that curious posture with someone that has that the freeze tendency, is that going to help them to not freeze, to be able to re-engage even their mind if they can get to that habit of asking the question? Yes. And my manager at my restaurant is also a freezer. And so we have her, she has a script written in Mm -hmm. her pocket. And so when she really gets frozen, she just reads that first question or that first statement because or she's so locked up, she can't think. And so this is just to let them know, mm-hmm. hey, I can't think right now. Can we talk about this in a second? Or I'm overwhelmed. Uh, just give me one second. A lot of times a freezer just needs a moment. You know, us, us fighters need a yeah. moment too. <laughs> but it's less recognizable <laughs> because we're blasting them. That's that's brilliant to have like a script, like a plan for that moment. And I th- I've heard people say um, that are more like the aggressive the, or the fighter that they... Uh, make sure to ask, like they have a rule to ask a number of questions before they speak to kind of control that tendency in themselves. So I think that's not a bad idea. Yeah, for me, so my script, um, when I'm feeling attacked, it might sound like I'm lying, but I don't mean mean it to, but my script is I'm feeling, I know you're not trying to attack me. So I'm giving the person the benefit of the doubt, even though I feel attacked. But mm-hmm. I'm feeling attacked. Just give me a second or just give me a moment. Mm-hmm. I don't want to respond back. And I did this with a customer the other day after I had reacted poorly. Uh, and yeah. it really helped it, because he was like, oh, I'm hard of hearing. I wasn't trying oh, to. Oh, so you said that to a customer? Yeah. 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 Hey, I know I'm being really re- reactive right now. It's because I'm feeling attacked. Just give me a moment. I want to make this right. And then he then he said, Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm hard of hearing. <laughs> okay. So wow. So you <laughs> here. I thought I was getting yelled at, but he was just hard of hearing. Oh, that's fun. that's a great example of why it's so important to take a moment and be curious and ask the question. Now, what does this look like? Just to kind of put flesh on it a bit, like what does it look like to ask the question in the moment, or to have a curious posture when you're having a conversation that's causing reactivity in yourself? I don't know. I mean, I think it looks like a lot of different things. Different in yeah. different situations. But a lot of times I'm, I'm just, I don't want to encourage people to totally disengage, but part of me needs to disengage from my feelings, my thoughts. Uh-huh. And I can only do that with going, what is going on in this person and studying them because mm-hmm. like, are they hurt? What do they got going on right now? What are they trying to communicate? I mean, I've even, I don't know. I'm curious of some questions you asked Crystal, because one of the questions I'll ask yeah. is, uh, I'll say the way something's coming across. Is that what you're intending to do? Or what yeah. What are you wanting me to hear you say? Because yeah. sometimes, especially the wanderers, which I can be both wandering and very decisive with my words, um, but the wanderers, it's kind of hard to understand what they're trying to communicate to you. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good thought. Um, what I tend to do, I mean, it does depend on the situation, right? Because like it could be a lot of different things that are coming to you and um, causing you to be like on that defense or what or fight or flight. Um, but often I'll be like, want to ask, why is this important to you? Just to mm-hmm. find out like what's what's going on behind the scenes of that person's thought process. Like, why is this something that you feel so passionately about? Or um, can you share with me a little more about how like you got to that? Um, help me understand, or I'll often use to like, this is what I hear you saying. Like, am I understanding this correctly? Like going back to that, like trying to understand before, um, before I'm trying to be understood because 
most of the time I do have missing pieces to the picture if I don't do that. And more times than I would like to acknowledge have I reacted or went down a trail of thinking someone was saying one thing when they were actually saying something else. And they, they themselves, like, it's not just us. We're not the only ones dealing with the reactivity. Like they want to be heard, you know, when they hit attention moment, something's not going the way that they hoped or it's not connecting. They, they too are feeling emotions on the other side or asking like, is this, this seems important to you. It's like on a scale from one to 10, is this like a 10 to you or is it like a one? Mm. That's something that's been surprising because sometimes in just communication styles, people come out more passionate about something than they really are. But yeah, that's kind of where I go with it. I just try to try to understand like, what is your real feelings about this and why is it important? Mm. You know, like, why is this important to you? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll ask the feeling behind it as well. So when someone's mm-hmm. coming across to me very angry, if I'm confused at what about that's making them angry, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll ask them, you seem really angry. Is is that true? Because sometimes the more emotionally immature you are, the more anger is the primary response. I mean, and I don't mean that in any disrespect mm-hmm. if you're listening. <laughs> like, I get angry too, uh, a lot. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> like, anger is just, it's, there's something underneath it. So sometimes people are expressing anger and it's grief, sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people have sounded angry to me and they're not, they're really happy, which is just weird. Uh, but so asking like that they seem this way, is that accurate? If they are angry, they'll let you know. Uh, yeah. And they'll start talking about why they make them angry. So just be prepared for that. Yeah. And some people probably, you know, everybody's going to react differently to this. This isn't necessarily a normal thing in a lot of contexts. I've had a lot of people react in a really positive way, though, to being asked things like this, even like questions that may be odd to them about like, how do you feel about that? Yeah, Because it makes them feel, I think it makes them feel seen. Like it makes them feel like I matter Um, or just someone actually caring about what's going on inside of them, I think can be really um, attractive and comforting to some people. I, maybe not everybody, some people, certain personalities might be like, I don't know what I'm feeling and it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but I also was just thinking in this, Zach, I think there's that also a piece that's really important. That's not quite a question, but one that I find a lot of, um, use out of, of just naming it when something is tense. Yeah. So like when, like th- some, there's a conversation where we disagree or, um, it just feels like it's not connecting. Like I will, practice saying like, Hey, I I feel like we're not connecting on this. Like, is there something I'm missing? So I guess it comes down to a question. Like, that's good. Um, that really helps diffuse things and brings down back to a level of like, let's, let's just converse and figure this out together. But naming it there, like there's so much power in that, that tool of name or notice name diffuse and that notice being the first step and then naming it. Yeah. And I would say when we're on the other side of it, like, we're causing someone to be reactive. I think we can reverse it too and become, start asking the questions like, I feel like what I was trying to communicate didn't hit right. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? Because I've come where I'm trying to, especially as a leader, I'm trying to communicate a problem. And sometimes I've communicated the problem and the person has taken it way down this direction, right? Like they're not doing well. So I'm pointing out what I view as a minor thing and they've went full on like self deprivation and they are like almost a self harm with their inner critic getting so loud 
can happen often. And so stopping when I notice that someone else is getting reactive and starting to ask questions on that end is also very helpful. That's really good. You know, and I'm thinking about this and just like the human form (laughs) of all the, all the strings it pulls on. And I think uh, this stuff really does work, but I just want to encourage that you really have to have some health in other ways for it to work. So I think that you have to be brave to ask these questions. And I think that it, that may be one of the reasons people don't tend to do this because it protects us not to have to, um, not that we're doing that intentionally, but we ha- we might find something out we don't like or someone disagrees with us even more. And that's where I think the concept of differentiation comes in, like of being able to be okay, to be um, stuck needing approval or control and having that differentiation if that person has something that is wildly different than what you think is okay, that you can still be present. And it makes sense that we don't tend to do that organically to go towards that if we don't have that health and that um, posture because it's going to tip over our cart possibly. So just the reality of it. (laughs) So true. And I think two cautions with the questions that you made me think of, Crystal, was um, first, only ask a question you actually want the answer to. Right. Want to hear? Please don't ask the question. You're just going to make the fight bigger Um, and prove to the person in the future you really aren't asking the question. You really don't want to know. And then the other, the other side is like these need to be curious questions. And unfortunately, I think a lot of leaders and I fall into this trap sometimes is I'm not asking a curious question. I'm asking a manipulative question. Mm-hmm. And we need to be very aware of our motives. Like when we're at talking, Crystal and I are talking about these asking questions, we're talking about like that you really are curious about what they're wanting to say. Yeah. Not that you're trying to move them in a direction, not that you're trying to get them to stop, but that you are really wanting to know what's going on in them and what's making them tip so that at a leader, you can serve them well. Yeah. Yeah. The heart behind that. Honestly, we can screw it up a lot because, uh, you know, who can know the heart? It's deceitful and wicked in all its ways. And so I, yeah. I think that gets us into trouble. And it always starts with us. Like we have, we need to seek health ourselves. We need to be working on ourselves first, not use tools like this to go get something done for another purpose. We, I think we need to just put ourselves at the center of that responsibility. We have to be responsible for being healthy if we want to be people that create healthy spaces and healthy people around us. Yeah. So next time you're tempted to respond, just like Crystal said at the beginning, ask the question. And I can assure you on this one, just like every other skill, you're going to fail a lot and that's okay. Just keep doing the brave practice of asking the questions and it'll get better. So continue to fail forward, my friend. You got this. We appreciate you being with us on the Human Size Podcast. Join Zach and Crystal next time as they talk about effective leadership and health. Just because you're an effective leader doesn't mean that you're doing it in health. Now go have a great day.